Tech shares are leading the way down today as the Nasdaq's lower by 3.5%. Apple's big catch-up bounce to go into the weekend has faded back down. Let's talk about the group as everything from semiconductor stocks to cloud have been struggling. Joining us, Cameron Dawson is the Chief Investment Officer at New Edge Wealth. Cameron, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Great to be here. Appreciate that. Okay, we're getting hammered today after inflation. What's the hope here for tech? Is this just a dead trade now or what? Well, I think we have to appreciate how much risk there still was in tech valuations. And really the risk comes from rising real yields. And so as the Fed has been tightening policy, we've seen real yields move higher. That means that tech and growth overall valuations needed to move lower, but they've been resilient of late and had a big bounce coming out of those July lows. And so today on that inflation print that we got, we've seen real yields spike to about about 1%. But tech stocks are still trading at valuations that are consistent with real yields being near zero. So we think that there still is risk that we see valuation multiples within tech come down simply because they are not reflecting this backdrop of a tighter liquidity environment. Brutal. Uh, so if the market um, is uh, unable to figure out the inflation trajectory, and it seems like we were really confused here the past week on what was going to happen with inflation, We've got the dollar at highs. Uh, we've got yields looking like they want to go the same way. If those are at highs, should we then assume that NASDAQ can move back to the lows? Yeah, I think that is the risk here because we are starting to see the NASDAQ roll over on a relative basis versus the overall market. And that simply is a reflection of that tighter liquidity environment. And what we can see is these gradations of, of underperformance depending on your sensitivity to liquidity, meaning that NASDAQ, yes, it's underperforming today because of valuation, because of real yields, but we see even more acute underperformance out of those very high growth very high multiple speculative areas of the market, things like ARC, things like IPOs, because those are the most sensitive to this liquidity environment. So the rebound we had over the past couple of weeks really wasn't reflected by the movement higher that we saw in yields. And so at the end of the day, this is a macro market being driven by inflation, driven by the dollar, driven by yields. And the end result is we think we need to see valuations come lower in order for us to get interested in the broad group. For those liquidity sensitive groups, any idea, Cameron, maybe how deep their uh, connection to that liquidity goes? Are there stocks here that are not going to be around in a couple of years? Are we doing some kind of dot-com style repeat where we're going to find out companies existed purely because there was just too much money in the system? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. That's what happens in tightening cycles. Is it's the old Warren Buffett, you know, when, when the tide goes out, you see who's swimming without any shorts on. And what we know that happened during this boom in ultra loose liquidity is a lot of companies were built on the back of being able to get access to really cheap capital. And when that capital started to get less cheap and start to get expensive, we're starting to see companies struggle because they don't 
don't want to rely on IPO markets because their stocks have come under so much pressure. They don't want to rely on very expensive debt given that interest rates have gone up. And so what's likely to happen is that a lot of these companies that really existed simply on the back of ultra loose liquidity are going to be up for grabs, whether they're acquisitions and consolidations, simply because their business models do not work in a, in a higher capital intensity environment. Wow. So uh, if uh, these companies are looking for acquirers and the other companies that do the acquiring often don't get treated so well either. I think about a stock like Salesforce hasn't been the same since they took on Slack, a longtime winner. We were talking Oracle, even a cash giant like Oracle market kind of questioning the Cerner deal. But what's the answer? What's the solution? Because there's a lot of folks, I'm sure a ton of your clients that are still generally parked in a very tech heavy index. So do they have to get out of those indexed funds? Not necessarily. So to take you know, to to take the question you know, from the two different angles, you know, the first one is: Will the market continue to punish acquirers? Yeah. Uh, that that can happen. We see that that at different phases of the market cycle, sometimes acquirers are actually benefited. Um, and what we're looking for is companies that we still have confidence in their ability to generate strong cash flows. And yes, the valuations are starting to come uh, in in a little bit and become more attractive. You brought up Salesforce. It was trading at 10 times sales at the end of 2021, hmm. an absolutely incredible elevated multiple. But that multiple is now just about five and a half times sales. It's near its lows over the last 10 years. Could it go lower? Sure, in this environment, given the, the shift. But the fact is that we probably de-risked some of these valuation multiples in some areas more than others. So then it's a question of how you position within tech overall. And because we think we're in an environment where we're no longer having the rising tide lift all boats in tech, we simply have to be more selective. So we have to focus on quality names that generate strong free cash flow. We have to be valuation disciplined. We can't just buy anything. And so that selectivity means that maybe index funds aren't the right way to go within tech, that you need a little bit more active management simply because we're going into a tougher environment for the index overall. Mm. Uh, Cameron, thinking about the, those super high growth companies, the ones uh, that may not have quite the robust balance sheets. A lot of those have been in that cloud category, that uh, very high growth theme. In the chip making space, it feels like they've been a little bit more grounded over the last couple of years, where even the biggest high growth companies are still churning out good profits. Stock like Nvidia or a Micron. But now all of a sudden, as of late, these companies have totally reversed in their favoritism by the market. Nvidia down another 5% today. Chip makers really struggling. Is that all pure macro or are we gonna find out that some of these companies maybe also are not as uh, pure of fundamentals as we thought? Well, I think it is rather incredible how quickly we have shifted from an environment where we had a complete dearth of inventories, meaning you could not get your hands on chips, to now commentary where a lot of the semi-names are talking about having too much inventory in places. So that speaks to some of the shifting demand patterns that we're seeing under the surface, kind of that boom in good spend that drove a lot of semi-demand during the pandemic. That likely starts to fade 
fade or still is fading right now, which is why we're seeing some churn in these names. And within semis, we, we want to be very, very focused on companies that are not capital intensive. Our favorite way to play semis right now is in the equipment stocks. So we're willing to buy weakness there because mm. what we can see is that these are companies that don't have to spend a lot of money to make money. So name like KLA or AMAT, they only spent about 3% of their sales on CapEx last quarter. You contrast that to a name like Intel, who spent 47% of their sales on CapEx last quarter. And so what we want is that laser focus on names that are very capital light and actually have a line of sight to having a more services business, because what that can do is create more recurring revenue, more visibility on the revenue side of things, which over the long run should warrant a higher multiple. And so that re-rating process does take time, but we think as we're in this down cycle where stocks are trading really cheap, that's where we're starting to identify those names that we really want to hold through the next cycle. Okay, love the specifics. Very helpful for us, uh, Cameron. Thanks a lot for being here and looking forward to more. Great, thank you. Absolutely. Cameron Dawson is the Chief Investment Officer at New Edge Wealth.